The Washington Wizards are sending Bradley Beal to the Phoenix Suns, a big time blockbuster deal. How does this deal impact the Detroit Pistons at all? It actually does in a few ways. We're going to talk about that in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. You can find me over on Twitter, at Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel, at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. And today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's PricePicks.com. Use promo code Locked On. A little late, a little later into the podcast, uh, we'll talk about how the Pistons could potentially find themselves in a game of chicken during free agency. We'll talk about what that means a little bit later. And then also we'll give you guys the latest on the number five overall pick with the Pistons. The draft is three days away, coming Thursday. It's coming real soon. I'll give you guys the latest we know on that. Uh, but first thing we got to talk about is this blockbuster deal that's happening with the Washington Wizards and the Phoenix Suns. So if you're an NBA fan and not just a Pistons fan, you are aware of what's been going on with Bradley Beal um, and the Washington Wizards. They grant him permission to go talk with teams to potentially be traded to. He has a no-trade clause, so he was able to pick whatever team he wanted to go to. Um, and it, a lot of the, the rumors were saying it was either going to be Miami or Phoenix. So they eventually dealing or dealt him to Phoenix uh, before the draft, before free agency. And now you see the league and a lot of teams are asking me, well, how does this impact us? Well, I can tell you how this blockbuster deal will impact the Detroit Pistons. And there's two names. Just two names. Kuzma, Porzingis. Because it, with the Washington Wizards now blowing it up, it seems, I, you'd have to assume that they're blowing it up. The deal that they accepted with the Phoenix Suns, to me, basically looks like a cap relief. Next offseason, they're going to have over $100 million in cap space if they don't resign Porzingis to a long-term deal, if they don't resign uh, Kyle Kuzma to a long-term deal. They're going to have $100 million in cap space next offseason. Basically, they made this deal to get off of Bradley Beal's five-year insane contract and just to be able to have some cap flexibility and be able to start this thing over completely. So it looks like to me, based off that deal, they're not going to be resigning Porzingis. Maybe he opts back into that one-year deal. Or his, he has a player option. Maybe he opts into that and then they trade him during the season. That's something they could do. Um, because even if the, he opts in, they're still going to have that cap space next season. Maybe they try to flip him to the deadline. Maybe he does that. I don't know if he'll, he'd want to opt back in, but maybe that happens. Um, but they won't be signing him to a long-term deal. And they also won't be lo- signing Kyle Kuzma to a long-term deal. If what I believe about this trade and what it signals for the franchise, but it seems like everyone believes the same thing. A rebuild, a complete rebuild is coming. They're tearing it down. And they're going to start from the bottom up. So that means the Pistons, there's two guys on the free agency market that maybe weren't as, um, like a few weeks ago, maybe they weren't as open or or as gettable as they were a few weeks ago. It seems like they're a lot more gettable now. And in the second segment, I told you guys, it looks like the Pistons might get into a game of chicken. And without spoiling that segment completely, if the, if the Pistons want to avoid 
having to go through the game of restricted free agency. If they want to make a signing, a big signing in free agency, without having to worry about the game of free or restricted free agency, Kyle Kuzma is probably one of the next best bets. And we've talked about Kristaps Porzingis on the podcast a lot. He's probably the next safe bet. They could try to go after Cam Johnson still. All rumors are pointing towards the fact that they might go after or they're going to be targeting Cam Johnson. But again, if they want to avoid all that, they could go after Kyle Kuzma. And with how much they're going to, it sounds like they might have to pay for Cam Johnson. They'd have to overpay for Cam Johnson. It might be in the exact same ballpark as that they'd have to pay for Kyle Kuzma. I think Kristaps uh, Porzingis would be a little bit more expensive for the Pistons. But I think all three of those guys fit what the Pistons are looking for. Guys who can play the three and four. Porzingis can't play the three and four, but he plays the four and five and matches up well with Duren. So that's why he fits really well. But Kyle Kuzma and uh, Cam Johnson both played the three and four. I know Kuzma's been playing a lot more of the four since being in Washington. It's worked really well. So, But he's someone who can slide down and play the three if he has to. So, guys who can play the wings, upgrading the wings, getting guys who can space the floor out, shoot the basketball, and score the basketball, basically, is what they can do. Um, I know Kyle, I don't feel like Kyle Kuzma had as good of a season um, this past season overall, to be honest, but I think he is a reasonable option. He is from Michigan, so maybe he wants to come back home. I didn't like the fact that he shot 33% this season from deep, even though it was on a lot of attempts, seven and a half attempts. Um, he is hovering around that for his career anyways. Um, but he's a guy who basically is going to be a scorer, not much of a spacer. Um, Synergy has him in the 41st percentile in all spot-up opportunities when it comes to catch and shoot, 42nd percentile. So he's an average catch and shooter. He's an average spacer. Um, but he's a guy with length, with strength, who can go and score the basketball. He averaged 20 point, 21 points per game this past season. I like Christos Porzingis a lot more. Remember, we had an episode completely dedicated to Christos Porzingis where I talked about how great of a season he had this past season, how healthy he was this past season, how insanely efficient he was this past season. I low-key think Christos is being really slept on this free agency. He might be the best free agent in the class right now. Um, if, you know, I, I'm sure people would say Draymond, but I don't think Draymond's actually going to hit free agency. And maybe I'm forgetting a name, but... Just thinking off the top of my head, I low-key think that Kristaps might be the best player in this free agency this offseason. Yeah, just looking at the names. I, yeah, I think I, I think Kristaps is being really, really underrated by the vast majority of the public. Um, I understand the injury concerns are real. Those are legit. And maybe that's why he's being completely slept on. But him as the player off the season he just had, I said this in the last episode we talked about with him. If he was on a winning team, if he was on a better team than Washington, a team with more spotlight, a team that... You know, guys actually watched. I think he had an all-star type of season. He was great this past season. So I really would like Kristaps if they want to go after him. But the whole point is is that this deal with Bradley Beal just opens up more opportunities, I think, for the Pistons. I don't know if, if they would have held on to Bradley Beal and they were trying to do what Portland's doing with, with Dame. Like, oh, we're going to keep trying. We're going to keep trying to build this thing around Bradley Beal. We're going to keep trying to be mediocre and try to, you know, push for the eighth seed. I see them trying to retain Porzingis. I see them trying to retain Kuzma. I believe, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, when they made that trade with Rui Hachimura, there were two reasons why they made that trade, the deadline with the Lakers. It was because, one, they wanted to get more of a role for Denny Avija. And then also, they also wanted to create enough cap space to get Kuzma, is what I read. But now it looks like that may not be the case. New front office came in. They're trying to blow things up. So Kyle Kuzma, Kristaps Porzingis, they might be attainable for the Detroit Pistons in free agency if they want to avoid having to play in that restricted free agency game, which I think it, it sounds like they may not care about it, 
But if those guys are available and they're interested in either of those two guys, it may be enough to sway them away from having to get involved with that. Um, so I, I would really like Porzingis. I wouldn't like Kyle Kuzma as much. I don't really want to overpay for what he brings. I, I think he's a little bit overrated. But I get why they would be interested in him. I see what he would bring. It's not that he's a bad player. I just think he's a little overrated. I wouldn't like him as much. Kristaps, I think, fits perfect with Duran. I like Dur- uh, liked him and Duran in the front court. Um, but Cam Johnson, we've talked a lot about Cam Johnson. I really would love Cam Johnson, too, on this team. But he's a restricted free agent, unfortunately. Which leads us to what we're going to talk about in the second segment. Do the Pistons want to get involved in a game of chicken? We're going to talk about what that means when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Ibotta. Groceries, school shopping, and getting a little something for yourself, you know you're already doing it, so why not get cash back for it with Ibotta? We're always throwing money at something. Kids, school supplies, a new house project, the list goes on and on. It's time to stop spending your hard-earned money without getting anything in return. Enter Ibotta. You can earn cash back on every shopping trip. Ibotta gives you cash back on hundreds of grocery items from produce to personal care to pantry goods. Either link your loyalty account or upload your receipt after you shop and get your cash back. It's just that easy. The average Ibotta user earns $120 a year in real cash back. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip. Or you could use your cash back to buy that flight you've been eyeing, that game you're dying to go to, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. A typical basket of groceries was over $50 more expensive at the end of 22 than the beginning of the year due to inflation. You could earn two and a half times that back in cash from Ibotta and are even spent or even more depending on how much you use Ibotta. Ibotta gives you real cash back, not points. Other apps will give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, you can get real cash back that you can push out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. You can earn cash back on hundreds of online brands and retailers too when you start with Ibotta, including Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. So right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code LOCKED when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app and use code LOCKED. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code LOCKED with Ibotta. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Um, draft's coming up soon. We're going to talk a little bit about that later. There's a lot of stuff, actually, that's been talked about over the last few days when it comes to the draft stuff. But obviously... Free agency is going to be, it sounds like it might be big for the Pistons this offseason as well. And the main name that it sounds like that we've heard connected to the Pistons, or to, uh, maybe not the player connected to the Pistons, but the Pistons connected to that player for the last few weeks, has been Cam Johnson. And Mark Stein, formerly of ESPN, um, everyone knows who Mark Stein is, NBA reporter. He says on his Substack, he says, quote, leak sources say Cam Johnson is a prominent and rising on Detroit's list of free agent targets. Brooklyn's restricted free agent swingman naturally has a huge new fan in Motown after the Pistons hiring of Monty Williams as coach, Johnson's former coach in Phoenix. And even before the Pistons hired uh, Monty Williams, we talked about Cam Johnson a ton on the podcast. I believe he was identified as someone the Pistons could go after, a guy the Pistons would be interested in. I believe we were talking about that maybe all the way back in March, potentially. I think that's as far back as it, as it started. So, I think, I think Cam Johnson, the, the interest in Cam Johnson is very, very legit. 
And we talked about him nonstop on the podcast. But just to hit on it again, if you guys haven't heard me talk about Cam Johnson, I think Cam Johnson would fit perfectly with this team. I think getting Cam Johnson, if you feel like you're getting Cam Johnson, it makes you feel a little better about drafting someone like Asar Thompson if you wanted to at, at, at the five position. Because if you're a little bit hesitant, someone like a Cam Johnson or even um, a Jairus Walker, um, one of the guys that maybe you believe can become is going to be a shooter, but you have a little questions if they can be that immediately. Cam Johnson provides spacing to kind of cover that and make up that, the kind of gravity he has on his three-point shot, on the variety of three-point shots he takes. Not to say that if you don't get Cam Johnson, you shouldn't take the guy highest on your board. You absolutely should. But it, getting Cam Johnson, I would say, probably would make you feel a little bit more comfortable taking a guy that you possibly have a question marks about being an impact shooter right away. So I think he helps with that. But overall, with just Cam Johnson, he's a 40% three-point shooter, man, on, on his career. This past season, he shot 40%. last two years, he's shooting 41% from deep. And he's doing it on, on like I said earlier, different varieties of outside shots. It's not just catch-and-shoot shots. He can hit movement threes. And he was trying, trying to do a little bit more with the ball in his hands in Brooklyn. I don't personally see him um, developing much of anything on the ball. Um, like creating for himself or, you know, ISOing or anything like that. I don't see that for him um, in his future. Um, but it was nice to see him try to do some of those things in Brooklyn. Um, and I'm just going to look at his synergy chart for you guys while he was in Brooklyn this past season. Um, it is on a smaller sample size because obviously he got there after the deadline. But after the deadline, he was 78th percentile in spot up, 69th percentile in transition, 84th percentile in handoffs, 94th percentile as a pick and roll ball handler, 80, 80th percentile coming off screens, um, all catch and shoots. He was in the 76th percentile and all jump shots, 83rd percentile. And around the rim, he was in the 60, 60th percentile, which is around above average kind of thinking. So, look, I really like Cam Johnson. I do. Very much like Cam Johnson, the player. I think he fits exactly what the Pistons need. I think he would be great for the team. But do the Pistons want to get involved in a game of chicken? And what I, what I mean when I say that is he's a restricted free agent, which means they, the Pistons have to get him to agree to an offer sheet with them. And if he does, let's just say, because there's going to be other teams that are interested in him, but let's just say, okay, the Pistons can get Cam Johnson to agree to an offer sheet with them. He signs the offer sheet. Now they have to wait at the most three days. You have to wait for the Brooklyn Nets to decide. Do we want to match this offer sheet? Or do we want to let Cam Johnson go? Or do we want to try to negotiate, sign, and trade? And the problem with that is this. During those three days, during the time you're waiting, because your cap space is going to be locked up in that offer sheet. During the time that you'll be waiting to find out the news with Cam Johnson, are they going to match? Do we need to try to do a sign and trade? While you're waiting for all that, Brooklyn could be scumbags and just hold it and wait out the time process as as much as long as possible. So, like, let's just for example, teams can do this, and teams have done this before. Let's say the Pistons offer Cam Johnson a hefty contract, a contract that Brooklyn knows they don't want to match, a contract they know that they're not going to match. Brooklyn can feel the type of way and be like, okay, Detroit's really screwing us here. So, you know what? We're going to go ahead and screw Detroit over too, and we're going to wait the entire process here. So, therefore, the Pistons can't talk to other free agents. They can't sign other free agents because their cap space will be tied up in Cam Johnson. Now, one could say that the Pistons may not care because if they are getting their top free agent, 
They don't need to look at the other guys. Well, that's true. But what if Brooklyn knows they're going to match? They just want to screw the Pistons over now. They're mad the Pistons made them pay more than they wanted to, that they're going to match it. So now they want to tax the Pistons by making them wait all the days they have to until they absolutely have to match. Well, now the Pistons have waited that time. Brooklyn matches. Now you get your cap space back. And during those days, free agents have signed with other teams. Some of the other guys have already signed somewhere. And now you're basically left with the leftovers of free agency. Is it worth that? Do you want to get involved in that game of chicken? And do you have a good grasp, Troy Weaver, on what is enough to win the game of chicken? How much money do you have to offer Cam Johnson for Brooklyn to chicken out? Do you know? Do you have enough of a grasp on that? So it's, it's, it's risky to get involved in the business of restricted free agency. I really like Cam Johnson. If they want to do it, I completely support it. But it is risky. It's risky to do. Because if, if Brooklyn waits all that time and then matches, more than likely, Kuzma will probably be gone by then. Porzingis will probably be gone by then. Who are some other guys? Jeremy Grant probably is going back to Portland if they try to push with, if they try to push with Dame. Maybe Jeremy hangs around knowing that he wants to come to Detroit. If, Portland's re, if Portland starts to rebuild, maybe Jeremy waits around knowing that Detroit would be interested. Um, but then, like again, other guys that could be in, could be um, signed by the Pistons. Maybe a Gary Trent could be signed. Kelly Oubre could be signed already. Dylan Brooks could be signed already. Like some of these other guys could already be gone after the time if Brooklyn really wants to tax the Pistons. So it's just a measure of the Pistons need to. You know how we talk about with Troy Weaver having a really good grasp somehow on the knowledge of how the how the draft is going to shake out, what teams want what, what teams' weaknesses, what they're trying to get off of, what they're worried about in the draft, how you can take advantage of it. You know how we've talked about how he has a really good grasp of that and takes advantage of that really well? Well, he's going to need to have a really good grasp of that somehow without tampering, obviously, but some way of understanding how this free agency may work out, what guys are talking to who, what guys could be signed during that time period if they do go the restricted free agency route. It's just a lot to think about with that. And I guess my final final um, thinking on it is if you do decide you want to enter this game of chicken for Cam Johnson, you better just go ahead and overpay as much as possible then. Like, it's at that, because I'd rather, if you're going to enter into this game and basically call Brooklyn's bluff, you might as well go all in with it. Because if you don't go all in with it, you're going to lose that game, and now you're going to lose out on other free agents too. So if you do decide to go into this game, you better not lose. Like, that's that's basically how I feel about it. If you decide to go into a restricted free agency game, you better not lose. You better offer enough to where you know you're going to win. Because if you don't lose, you're not just losing out on Cam Johnson, you're probably losing out on a ton of other free agents too that you could want. So that's my ending thoughts on that. Let me know what you guys think about that. Comment section down below or over on Twitter, at Hill. When we come back, we're going to talk about the latest we have right now on the number five overall pick with the Detroit Pistons. To give you guys a little bit of a hint, I'm getting a little bit excited, but you guys will see why that is when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Prize Picks, which is the best daily fantasy option out there. So let's go ahead and assume that the NBA and NFL season was up still. Let's say we're in October, we're in November, and the NBA season and NFL season going right now. And you want to take the over on Kay Cunningham's points. You want to take the over on Jane Ivey's assists. And then you want to go cross sports. You want to take the over in Jerry Goff's passing yards. You want to take the over on Monroe St. Brown's receiving yards. You want to take the over in Gibbs' touchdowns. You want to take all that and you want to put it in the exact same entry. Well, you can do that 
with prize picks. You pick two to six players to see if they score more or less than their prize picks projection. You can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. And again, you can go cross sports and combine them. No competing against other people is just you versus the projections available. Prize picks offers projections on any sport that you watch, and I promise you, any sport you're thinking of, it's on their esports, on their NASCAR. Women's college basketball, WNBA, men's college basketball, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, golf, Euro basketball, disc golf, boxing, anything you're thinking of, it's on there. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals currently operational over 30 states and Canada. Download the PricePix app or go to PricePix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports today. First-time users can receive 100% into deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. You deposit $100, price picks will give you $100. You deposit $50, price picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100 with price picks. So I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. So since the last podcast we recorded and posted, there's been two updates we've had with the draft. Both of them coming from James Edwards III, Detroit Pistons beat writer for The Athletic. The first update was that the Thompson Twins had worked out with the Detroit Pistons. Amen is expected to go fourth, and so the real guy that we're looking at is Asar Thompson. I believe that if Amen were to fall to five, the Pistons are drafting him instantly. But I'm expect, a lot of people are respect, expecting him to go number four. So the real talk is about Asar. And a few days ago, James put out that Asar Thompson has a lot of fans in the front office after his workout and he's now become a legit name to talk about with the number five overall pick. If you guys know, who's been the one of your guys is in the biggest, in the Pistons community, who's been the biggest Asar Thompson supporter? It's been me. I've been the biggest supporter for Asar Thompson. I've been telling you guys for a long time that Asar's, I think Asar's going to be really good. I think he fits a lot with what Detroit wants. People have to look beyond sh- just outside shooting in general. There's other things that come with the game of basketball and a bunch of other things that come with the Monty Williams offense and what the Pistons need on the wing, and Asar fills a lot of them. And I believe the three-point shot's coming around. If you don't believe the three-point shot's going to come around, obviously you don't take Asar Thompson because he needs the three-point shot to come around. I think his shooting progression is real that he's made. Um, But not trying to make this all about Asar. That was the latest update we got a few days ago. I believe that was on Saturday, I think, or Friday night, one of the two. Now, I'm recording this on the 19th of June. I woke up this morning to another article from James. He's talking to Sam Versini. And there's a lot of stuff. Again, you guys need to have a, the athletic subscription. Because there's a lot of stuff in here that I'm not going to read. I'm not going to spoil James' article. You guys need to make, get that subscription. Pay the money. Read these articles. It provides a lot of insight. Um, especially when it talks about the Pistons potentially getting another pick in this draft. Just, I think you guys really need the athletic subscription. But what I am going to read is this. One of the first things James says, I'm going to read it quote. He says, as it pertains to the Pistons and a number five overall pick, both you and I, he's talking to Sam, have heard a bunch of different things leading up to Thursday. I have heard Asar Thompson is now in serious play at number five, and you've heard Jairus Walker going fifth is a real possibility. So, I'm going to stop it right there. Because the other stuff that they talk about in here, and again, I'm not going to spoil his article. I'm going to stop it right there. 
sounds like that Asar Thompson is becoming pretty legit at five. It sounds like Asar Thompson is soaring up the ranks, and I'm not going to be shocked if the Pistons pick him. A few weeks ago when we talked about Asar, I was really high on Asar, but I was getting a little hesitant on whether the Pistons actually would consider him. Sounds like they really are considering him. I think he's a Troy Weaver type of guy. I think his athleticism, his defense, his how he feels, his uh, not how he feels, his feel on the court, his work ethic, I think all that and who he is as a person, the personality stuff, I think he's a perfect Troy Weaver guy, to be honest. Um, and then also the exact same, the other player, remember, I gave you guys my big board. The guys I had at top two, top two, tied basically, has been Asar Thompson and Jarris Walker. And on the last podcast, I believe it was like four podcasts ago, I gave an updated big board. And I moved Asar Thompson down. And the reasoning I gave you guys was I didn't I didn't think the Pistons were really going to consider him. I started to lose hope that the Pistons would really consider him. And maybe it was because they didn't think that they could fit him or they could, you know, really utilize his skills to the utmost ability. But I maintained in there, I told you guys, that if it was just talking about my guys, Asar would still be number one with Jairus. So for the longest time, I've had Jairus and Asar tied at the top for me as guys I think the Pistons would love. And now it sounds like, if I'm reading in between the lines here, at five, to me it sounds like Asar Thompson and Jairus Walker are the leading candidates for five for me. I think I think that's what's happening here. And with the possibility that the Houston Rockets, look, and if there's Rockets fans watching this, please just relax, man. You guys are like... Rockets fans are crazy, man. They'll they'll flood this, these mentions because of a 20-second clip. I, I, I spend 20 seconds in here commenting on them, and I guarantee we'll get 200 comments, and I'll get 500 DMs just coming at me. But if the Rockets mess this up and go Cam Whitmore over Amen Thompson, well, they need a playmaker. They need, like, a point guard type of guy. They need a guy with the ball in their hands who can create for others, not another guy who can't really create for others at all, and it's just vibes and scoring. If they were to mess that up and go Cam and Amen falls to five, then the, the Pistons are Gucci, man. Pistons are Gucci. They're going to end up with the Thompson twin. They're going to get Amen, I feel like. Or they're going to... I have Amen top three. So I think the Pistons would end up with the third best third best prospect in this draft if Amen were to fall. If they do take Amen at four, which I expect them to do, um, it sounds like Asar Thompson and Jarius Walker are fully in play at five. Um, not to say That's not saying that Cam Whitmore is out the possibility or Taylor Hendrick is out the possibility. Like I, There's other guys that are still in there, and I wouldn't be shocked if Cam Whitmore is the, the pick. But reading in between the lines of these reports the last few days from The Athletic, it sounds like that star is really skyrocketing, and Jairus Walker has been at the top. So, and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and pat myself on the back a little bit, because you guys know for the last few weeks, at the top of my board, it's been Asar Thompson and Jairus Walker, and it sounds like maybe that's the same with the Pistons. So, that's what we got right now as of the 19th when it comes to the Pistons with the fifth overall pick. We're going to find out soon enough who the Pistons actually will be selecting, so stay tuned for that. Um, let me know what you guys think about the fifth overall pick. Who do you guys want? What do you guys make of these recent reports? Let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kook Hill. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. Hit that subscribe button to the YouTube channel. Leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, I'll see you guys later. Stay safe and peace out.